The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from the SGP Network. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your erectile dysfunction. Just head to getroman.com slash SGP for $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. From April 29th to May 4th, if you deposit on Underdog Fantasy, you'll have a chance to win $1 million in their best ball contest. That's right, $1 million. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN. That's the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter. That's at SGP Soccer, at SGP Soccer. Also, check out my website, lockbetting.com. It's very early in the month, so it's still a great time to sign up. We are coming off delivering our 95th month in a row of transparent track profit. That's 95 consecutive months. And this month was a big one where we landed over £3,038 for our clients. That's good for over $3,900 if you want to be a part of that. Head over to lockbetting.com and sign up to get the plays for the rest of the month. Do it as early as possible because if you sign up for Patreon, which is what I use at lockbetting.com, if you sign up in the middle of the month or towards the end of the month, they will bill you for the entire month. So you want to get the entire month of plays over at lockbetting.com to make sure you get the most out of it. Although I do think even if you sign up at the middle of the month, we will still make you a profit because we are on such a strong run. As I just said, we made $3,900 last month and we are going for a 96 month of transparent track profit. That's the problem with Patreon. It does allow you to be transparent because it allows all members to interact with each other. But unfortunately, it does bill you for the entire month whenever you sign up in that month. So make sure that you sign up now. Moving on to this weekend's EPL. These are some tough slates that we've got coming up between now and the end of the season, simply because unlike a lot of leagues in Europe this season, a lot of the stuff has been determined. In France, we have a really, really good title race between PSG and Lille, with Monaco just dropping out, in my opinion, last weekend. Sevilla have just dropped out of a four-horse title race in the Liga, but it's still anybody's between Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid and Barcelona. 
Any one of five teams could make it into the top four in Italy. So we have five teams going for three remaining places in the top four. And we have a three-way tussle for the final Champions League spot in Germany. So, well, two of the last three spots in Germany. So one of the teams out of Wolfsburg, Frankfurt and Dortmund are going to miss out. So we do have some exciting scenarios. And even here, you could have an exciting scenario here for the top four, but you don't have anything else. You don't have the the relegation race that you have in Germany, which is very, very tough for the relegation playoff spot and the um, the other automatic relegation position. Uh, you don't have uh, any kind of title race here because Manchester City have won the league. And I don't even think you really have a Europa League race here because the teams that get into the top four are the teams that play the Champions League and the teams that narrowly miss out, which is likely to be the likes of uh, West Ham, Tottenham and Liverpool, they will automatically occupy the Europa League spot. So there isn't really any fight coming from the likes of Everton and Arsenal. So we are really looking here at two league positions, which are currently occupied by Leicester and Chelsea. And that is really it now between the, now and the end of the season. Manchester City are going to wrap up this Premier League title any week. And probably that will occur this weekend with a preview of the Champions League final as Manchester City take on Chelsea. But we begin with the Friday night game as Leicester, who are one of the teams in these Champions League spots, taking on Newcastle, who are surely now safe from relegation. Leicester are available here at 2-5 to five to win this game. Best price 4-9. It's 4-1 on the draw and it's 7-1 on Newcastle. This is just outside what we could just chuck out as a money line play because I like adding Leicester to money lines. They're a team trying to secure Champions League football. Their running gets really, really difficult after this game, whereas Newcastle are completely safe and turned in a lacklustre performance last time. So for me, this looks like a very, very easy money line play, but we've we've set ourselves self-imposed rules here where we don't pick anything on this show that is worse than uh, minus 200 unless we're going to parlay. And Newcastle at 4-9, to nine, uh, sorry, Leicester City at 4-9 to nine on the money line falls just outside of that. What I would tack on to this play then would be Leicester and over one and a half team goals. I think with Newcastle being safe from relegation... We may see a more open game. I don't think we're going to see Newcastle sitting in. And that means I don't think they're going to be able to cope with the firepower here of Leicester, who I do think will be able to score at least two goals. Uh, Leicester on the money line with over 1.5 team goals added to it is available at 8-11. to 11. Now, as I said, the money line individually is available at 4-9. Leicester over 1.5 team total is available at 1-2. to two. And uh, if you parlay those two selections together, you obviously get a, a bigger price than 8 to 11. But the reason it is 8 to 11 is because the two things essentially affect each other. So the assumption is that if Leicester score over one and a half goals, you are in a very good position to, to win the game. Or if Leicester win on the money line, it's very likely that they have scored over one and a half goals. That's why you're not getting um, accumulator prices there of um, one to two and four to nine, which comes up at plus money. That's not going to be at plus money because the two selections are 
affect each other. So essentially, it's worked out to be an 8-11 to 11 play. I still like it. I think there'll be opportunities here for Leicester to score goals. They should have scored a lot of goals in the um, in the last 30 minutes against Southampton, but were unable to put the ball in the net. It's just a shame they uh, sleepwalked their way through the first 60 minutes because that was a lean that we had on last week's show, Leicester to beat Southampton uh, on the money line. And it looked really good when Southampton were down to 10 men early, but Leicester were complacent and that complacency could still cost them because as I said, after this game, which is a must win for Leicester, their um, schedule begins to get very, very difficult. They have a nightmare final three games beginning with a trip to Manchester United on Tuesday. So Leicester and over 1.5 team total here for this one. Moving on to Saturday and we begin with Leeds versus Tottenham. Leeds are available here at 12 to 5. It's 11 to 4 on the draw and it's even money here on Tottenham. It's difficult to pick Tottenham because they've been so inconsistent here in the second half of the season. But at the same time, there's nothing really on it for Leeds. Tottenham have a slim chance of um, of making it into the Champions League, but they also want to maintain their Europa League spots. Leeds have nothing really to, to gain here other than a top half finish. But this Leeds team have lost just one of their last seven matches at Ellen Road, whereas Tottenham have only won three of their last 12 away games in all competitions. I'm going to lean uh, for Tottenham, even though Leeds tend to save some of their best work for games against uh, teams in the Premier League with bigger reputations. And Tottenham, I think, still fall under that category, um, even though I do think this summer we may be seeing some of the big names wanting to leave after another poor season here from Tottenham. But at the moment, with these players on the pitch, I still think Leeds are going to put it in. That's why this is definitely not one of my stronger plays. This just comes down to the the personnel on the pitch. The fact that Tottenham beat them comfortably earlier on in the season and we had a play on it. And the fact that Tottenham have a lot more to gain here from this match. Up next, we look at Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace, where Sheffield United are available here at 19-10. It's 11-5 the draw and it's 6-4 on Crystal Palace. Palace have got absolutely nothing to play for, but Sheffield United are already relegated. So this is as dead as a game as you can possibly have. But for me, automatically, I have to take Crystal Palace here as a pick at 8-11. to I think even if you're already on your holidays, you're looking at this game as an opportunity to to impress. And you're looking at this game as an opportunity to to get a win on the board and just get yourself another three points. And uh, some of these players may be looking to play themselves into the shop window. Someone like a Zaha definitely doesn't want to be at Crystal Palace next season. So he may shine against this poor Sheffield United outfit. But also, as I don't think Sheffield United are going to contribute towards the scoring here and Crystal Palace are not themselves a free scoring team, this is also a game where you automatically look at the under, which is available here at 8-13 to for good reason. Sheffield United have failed to score in nine of their last 12 league games and under two and a half goals have been scored in each of the last three meetings between the two teams. Palace have scored one or fewer goals in eight of the last in each of their last eight assignments, sorry. And uh, this Sheffield United team have lost to nil in nine of their last 12 matches. So, in fact, if you want to just take Crystal Palace to nil here, you can get a massive plus money prize. Crystal Palace on the money line, I think, is value enough here at six to four. But getting Crystal Palace to win this to nil at seven to two plus 350, I think that's an absolutely ridiculous price here for this game. If we were still doing the lock dog parlay, Crystal Palace at plus 350 would 
be the dog here on this show. So I like all of the selections that I ran through there, but I don't think there's a much stronger play this weekend than the under here in this one. Up next, we look at Liverpool at home to Southampton, where Liverpool are the one to three favourites to win here. It's 19 to four to draw, and it's three to one on Southampton. Going back to what I said on the last one, I think if we were playing dogs, I think Crystal Palace to nil would be a great bet this weekend. And if we're looking at parlays, I think taking Liverpool with Leicester would be a really good parlay this weekend as well. Liverpool are well rested. They didn't play last weekend and they didn't play in midweek. So they've had a lot of time here to prepare for this vital game against Southampton. Vital for them because they still have a faint chance of qualifying for the Champions League. I don't think they're going to get there, but I do think they are going to win this game. I like Liverpool to win this game and I like tacking on under four and a half goals here because... Neither of these teams have been free scoring. So even if Liverpool win this game, I would I would assume it's not going to be any kind of battering. And Liverpool under four and a half goals here is available at four to five. Each of Liverpool's last nine league matches have produced under three and a half goals. Uh, Southampton have lost eight of their last nine Premier League away games. They are bottom of the form table here for the year 2021. That's below Sheffield United. That's how shit this team have been. Liverpool have notched one or fewer goals in nine of the last 12 Premier League games. And this Southampton team have failed to score in five of their last nine away fixtures. So half the time, Southampton don't score. And even if they do, you'd need Liverpool to score four here to blow this under out of the water. I don't think it's going to happen. Liverpool under four and a half goals here at four to five seems like a very solid play to me, to me here on Saturday. Up next, we move on to Sunday and we look at the game between Wolves and Brighton. Where Wolves are the 12 to 5 underdogs, it's 21 to 10 to draw. And the bookies' favourite team, Brighton, here are the 6 to 5 favourites. Again, I don't see this kind of uh, favouritism in Brighton. Um, getting Wolves here at 8 to 13 on the double chance to avoid a defeat seems like it's good value. It just depends whether Wolves are going to turn up here or whether they're just going to allow Brighton to have the points. Wolves are in complete holiday mode here at the moment, so it's very, very difficult to have any kind of play on them. But much like the last game that we looked at between uh, Sheffield United and Crystal Palace, which was another irrelevant game, um, there's a lot of data here to support an under. That being seven of Wolves' last 10 league games have produced under two and a half goals. And um, if we also look at the fact here that Wolves have lost four of the last six league matches at Molyneux, you could actually say that there is some justification here for Brighton to be favourites this week. Some weeks I can't justify it, but here it probably is justified given Wolves' record and the fact they are even in more holiday mode than Brighton. But now Brighton are well and truly safe after that victory against Leeds. So you really, really don't know what's going to happen here. I think this game is relatively irrelevant and I'm not expecting too much action here from two teams that struggle to score anyway. So my play here for this one will be under two and a half goals between Wolves and Brighton on Sunday. Up next, we look at Manchester United's trip to Aston Villa, where Man United are the four to five favourites. It's 11 to four to draw and it's 16 to five on Villa. This is difficult because I think this is going to be dependent upon what Manchester City do in their game. If they don't win, then Man United are pretty much obligated to, um, to, to try and win this game. For those of you wondering why I've um, not covered the Manchester City-Chelsea game, I've decided to do it at the end of the show. So as it's the game of the week, the most important game, I've decided to, to cover it lastly. That's at 5.30 on Saturday. But this Man United game is going to be dependent 
on what happens in that game and whether Manchester United put out a strong team. Man United begin a murderer's row schedule here due to the fact that their game was called off against Liverpool last week because of the supporters' protest. And that's something I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it in midweek because Manchester United now have to play five games in three days. So Man United are playing on Tuesday and Thursday against Leicester and Liverpool. So I'm going to save my rant for that show where it's going to be very, very heavily about Man United. So as for this game, you really don't know what to do. Aston Villa haven't really been clicking without Jack Grealish, even though they got a win away to Everton last weekend. Manchester United are the better team and have one of the best away records in Europe. So you would expect them to win here and to cement second place at least, or even keep the title race going. No matter what happens in the um, in, in the Chelsea game, you would still lean Manchester United, but especially if they keep the title race going, you would take Man United here. But until that game was played out, it's very, very difficult to handicap this game. So um, I would look for a play on this over at lockbetting.com if you are a client. Up next, we look at West Ham versus Everton, where West Ham are the 6-5 favourites. It's 12-5 to draw, and it's 11-5 here on Everton. Um, it's difficult here to, to, to take West Ham simply because Everton are so good away from home. But West Ham are the team that have Champions League aspirations still, whereas Everton's European aspirations seem to have even faded at the moment. So I would lean West Ham, but I'm going to go with data here in terms of the play, and that's going to be both teams to score. Both teams have scored in nine of West Ham's last 13 home matches, and only Manchester City have collected more points at home than West Ham this season. So despite the fact that Everton come into this with the fourth best away record and it's been their home form that's let them down, I think West Ham have um, have shocked a lot of people by maintaining this record and there is really no reason to jump off now. Many people, including myself, thought they would fade away but they're continuing to keep that pressure on Chelsea Liverpool, more so than the expected teams of Tottenham and Liverpool are. So there is no reason other than Everton's strong form than to than to stray off West Ham here. But both teams to score is the stronger play given the data, and that one is available at four to five in this game. Moving on to the final game here on Sunday, it's Arsenal at home to West Brom, where Arsenal are the one to two favourites. It's seven to two to draw, and it's six to one here on West Brom. Arsenal's season is now over. They did eliminate the Europa League, so they are now out of that competition. It will be Villarreal versus Manchester United in the Europa League final. And if I'm Manchester United, what I would do is I would try and win this Aston Villa game at the weekend. Um, I would rest all of our players for the Leicester game and then try and win the Liverpool game so that we put them out of the Champions League. And then again, I would rest everybody at the weekend and for the rest of the season and then solely start concentrating on the Europa League. So I would get these two wins if I was United and look ahead to that Europa League because that is now the most important game of the season. But I would always try and beat Liverpool. But Arsenal... They're not going to be in that Europa League final. They were very, very tame against Villarreal. Never really looked like scoring a goal other than the one chance where Aubameyang hit the post. It was a very, very strange performance. And as I expected, Mikel Arteta is now facing heavy criticism from his supporters. I think it will be important for Arsenal to have a strong finish here to the season. But I don't think it's really going to make too much difference in terms of the decision. Either uh, Kronke likes Arteta and that's his guy. Or he's going to pull the trigger anyway. I don't think it really matters what Arsenal do in their final games. But I think they should try and finish as high as they can. And they'll certainly need a bounce back from that performance. However, my pick here 
is going to be for both teams to score. West Brom have been scoring more as as of late, but it's come too late into Allardyce's reign. This team will be relegated, in my opinion, this weekend. This Arsenal team have only kept one clean sheet in their last 10 home games. And finally, both teams have scored in three of West Brom's last five league matches. So I'm going to go with both teams to score here. It's at plus money. It's available at 11 to 10. I like the play. I think Arsenal will play a more wide open game here. I don't think they'll be as cautious as they were against Villarreal. They were overcautious. They had the better players. They had the better team. They had the incentive to go forward and uh, and attack this Villarreal team. They had a goalkeeper in there that was very, very questionable and Arsenal failed to get at him at all and that's why they are now out of the Europa League and whereas I expect the bounce back here I think at plus money both teams to score is the stronger play um, and ultimately I do think West Bromwich Albion will be relegated this weekend and uh, subsequently I think Fulham will be relegated shortly after in the next couple of weeks as well I don't think there's a relegation race in the Premier League I think these remaining weeks is all about the top four which brings us to the game I missed deliberately it's Manchester City versus Chelsea. Now, I've saved this at the end because I want to speak about it at length. Not only is it a game that can secure the title for Manchester City, but it's also a preview of the Champions League final. Now, I think it will be a very, very strong preview because unlike that FA Cup semi-final a few weeks ago, I think we're going to see all of the uh, key players here. Manchester City want to win this title on their own turf. They want to get it done so they can rest players as soon as possible and get ready for the Champions League final. And Chelsea, they can't afford to drop any points because they're not safe in the top four yet. So this isn't going to be a case of anybody resting players here. You're going to pretty much see the teams that you're going to see in the Champions League final. City are available at evens to win this game. It's 12 to 5 the draw and it's 16 to 5 on Chelsea. I think Chelsea will think that they tactically have the formula to, to beat Manchester City off the back of what they did in that semi-final. But just because they were passing through Manchester City's press and were successful on that day and created a few counters where they could have won the game more convincingly doesn't mean that they have figured out this Manchester City team. Because when you, uh, when you counter against the press and you play through those lines, it's very, very important that if you are going to press that high up, that you have the key defenders at the back to protect you. Now, on that particular day, Manchester City had their FA Cup goalkeeper in and a back line that isn't their regular defence. We've seen Liverpool suffer this season from pressing and being caught at the back and not having the likes of Van Dijk and Gomez to protect them when they decide to press forward like that. In this game, City will have that protection. They will have players sitting in. I think Rodri will be key because he's not a player that presses forward. And they will have players back there that will be much more difficult to penetrate and will have the pace to keep up with Chelsea and won't be so susceptible to the break. They will also have a lot more going forward in terms of um, creativity, which was significantly lacking in that game. With that said... I still think this one will end up going under because it's a game between teams in the top six. And that has been a very, very good bet so far this season. And you're getting it here at plus money at evens. I do think this one will find its way under. Manchester City have won 20 of the last 22 Premier League fixtures, whereas Chelsea have dropped points in 50% of their last eight games after a very strong start from Tuchel. 12 of Chelsea's 15 league games have produced under two and a half goals and just a single goal was scored when the two teams met in the FA Cup. I think that could be the case again, but I think if there's a single goal or two goals scored here, it will be by Manchester City. 
This Chelsea team really struggled uh, to score against Real Madrid. It was a game where Real Madrid played Sergio Ramos. He was off the pace. Real Madrid didn't turn up for the second half and, and Chelsea caught them multiple times, just like they caught Manchester City in the FA Cup semi-final, but they even need more in this game and they were clear-cut chances and they really should have beat Real Madrid by 5-0 scoreline. They ended up winning 2-0, but to me, I would be worried because at any given time, Real Madrid had the players on the pitch to create a chance that could have carved open Chelsea and suddenly you're one all and going to extra time in a game where you've absolutely dominated. That would have been an awful result for, for Chelsea after the way that they dominated that game. So they left themselves in that position to be countered and they left themselves in that position um, to, to go to extra time until pretty much injury time. And that was the only period where they finally killed off the game and we were no longer talking about Real Madrid being in with a chance. So as convincing as it looked on paper, it's worrying for me that Chelsea didn't take all of those chances. There were clear-cut chances for numerous players. It didn't just fall onto uh, Timo Werner on this occasion and they didn't score. So... You're going to get even less chances in this game. There isn't going to be a plethora of chances. City aren't going to be exposed as much by, by the high press here in this game. And as I said, when you press high, um, you need to do it with cover at the back. And I think in this particular game against the likes of, of a Chelsea, much like against other top teams across Europe, Manchester City have selectively pressed. And it hasn't been a case of um, when you're playing weaker teams in the Premier League where you're pushing your fullbacks and your wingers and a couple of your midfielders and you push with six or seven and, and rely on the, the likes of Ruben Diaz and John Stones to, to cover you at the back. I think we'll see a more conservative press, which will lead to a more conservative game, which will lead to less chances for both teams. But I'd rather have Manchester City here when you're looking at limited chances, winning this game over Chelsea. And I would definitely, definitely rather have Manchester City in the Champions League final, where they're not only going to be um, the better team in terms of being able to convert their chances, not only the better team defensively, all of these stats are true, but also... They are going to be a team that are well-rested from winning the Premier League early with about three games to go and with Chelsea having to play all the way to the end of the season, having to chase down the top four. So Manchester City today and Manchester City for the Champions League. Manchester City even money on the money line will be the play here as they secure the Premier League title on Saturday. Closing out with a lock on the show, I almost actually took the, uh, the Manchester City game because I do think they'll want to wrap the title up as soon as possible. But um, because I think it will be a, a defensive game, there's always a possibility of uh, Chelsea nicking a goal and, and Manchester City then having to equalise and not being able to get the winner or um, or Chelsea managing to hold them out to a nil-nil draw. Essentially, I do think that game will go under. But obviously, if Manchester City can get an early goal in that game, the possibility is that it opens up and therefore the under doesn't fall into lock territory either. I think essentially I want to look over the uh, the weekend fixtures again for my um, for my soccer betting members and then come forward with the plays for those guys. But here in terms of landing a lock here for this show and what I feel most strongly about right now will have to be this uh, Liverpool game against Southampton and taking Liverpool along with the under four and a half goals here at four to five. As we spoke about on the show, these Liverpool games haven't produced a lot of goals. This team haven't been the same in front of goal this season. They really have struggled and that's been part of the reason why they are where they are in the table along with missing Van Dijk in their defence which has been a key loss. People always look at that as to why they're doing so badly but don't really point out the fact that this team haven't been prolific in front of goal and suffered a whole bunch of home losses a few months back. But I do think they'll bounce back here simply because Southampton are the worst form team in 
the Premier League in 2021. And I think this is a really, really good spot for Liverpool to pick up a win before the Manchester United game in midweek and put themselves in a position at least to still challenge for those Champions League positions. I don't think they'll get there. I'm hoping, obviously, that Manchester United beat them on Thursday. But the first thing that Liverpool need to do here is beat this very, very poor Southampton team and I do think that they'll be able to do that on Saturday. Looking at the data again, because this is a lock, each of Liverpool's last nine matches have produced under three and a half goals, whereas Southampton have lost eight of their last nine Premier League away games. This Liverpool team, though, have notched one or fewer goals in nine of their last 12 Premier League assignments, so you don't have to worry about them suddenly battering Southampton. However, Southampton are an auto-fa team, given that they are bottom of the form table for 2021 and have failed to score in five of their last nine away fixtures so Liverpool to win and under four and a half goals will be a lock here at four to five but to get for the rest of my plays head over to lockbetting.com that's it for me and this edition of the EPL show good luck with all of your bets as always guys and thanks for listening